You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Something that is vital, um, if you were part of the Zoom session this morning, we, we, we touched on it a bit. So I want, to, I want to zero in on that. I call it compassion, a key to the supernatural. All right? Say compassion, compassion. A, key a key to the supernatural. Yeah. Compassion is vital. It is, if you're going to work in the supernatural, you need to develop a heart of compassion. God is not using many people because of lack of compassion. Many people want to walk in the supernatural so that they can prove a point. Are you getting, my, are you, are you getting me? Yeah, many people want to move in the supernatural so that they can prove a point. They can, so that they can be like other people. <laughs> yes. There's a sound I'm hearing. I'm not sure if you can take care of that. Um, so, compassion... Is uh, when I look at the ministry of Jesus, I see several times that Jesus moved with compassion. Okay, he moved with compassion, and uh, I want I want to I want to read uh, Matthew chapter fourteen. Let's let's start from there. He says, verse verse um, Verse 13, Jesus heard it. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there uh, by boat to a desert place by himself. But the multitudes heard it. When the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them, and he healed their sick. All right? When he saw a great multitude, he was moved with compassion. And this word compassion in the Greek is splanknizomai. Okay, splanknizomai. And it has to do, it means to be moved with, with deep emotions. Okay, it means to be moved from the inward part. Yeah. So, in other words, when he saw them, something within him moved him. Okay, so when you see things and nothing moves you, you are not likely to move in the supernatural. Are you getting my point? Yeah, you're not likely to move in the supernatural. When, when, you, see, when you see things, what happens inside you? It's important that that we cultivate and develop this kind of heart. When you look at people, you know sometimes people, uh, we have a lot of analysts these days. You, you get my point. 
Yeah, so when you see something, you just start analyzing it. How many people have been caught doing that? You know, you just, you just look, you say, yeah, you know, um, if you had done this, if you had not done this, this would not have happened. Or if you had done this, you know, you would have been better off. Or, you know, why did you do this? It's like when the disciples saw this man that was born blind, they said to Jesus, Lord, who sinned? Is it this man or his, his, his parents? In other words, his condition, what is the cause of this condition? Is it his sin? I mean, someone that was born blind. When, when did he sin? In the womb? Did he sin in the womb? And then when he came out, he was now blind because of his sin. Huh? Oh, is it his parents? Maybe his parents sinned. That's why he is blind. That's why he was born blind. So that's how a lot of us are sometimes. When we look at people and we see them going through stuff, immediately our analytic minds kick in. Come on. Your analytical brain that, you know, it's a gift from God, but it's not to be used like that. That's an abuse of that ability. Okay, so you look at it, you look at these people, and then you say, oh, you know, if they have done this, they are going through this because of this, because of that, because of this. It's, it's the same thing that the, the friends of Job were guilty of when Job was going through stuff. They, that same mind kicked in, and they began to say, you, you are a hypocrite, Job. You are pretending to be righteous. God knows that you are not righteous. That's why all this, all this good that you've been doing, all these charitable deeds you are doing, now you are being rewarded for your hypocrisy. Outwardly, it appears as though you are a good person. But inwardly, you are wicked. That's why you are going through what you are going through. You get my point. That, that's how many Christians are today. Yeah. So, when Jesus saw the people, the Bible says he was moved. When the friends of Job saw Job, they were not moved. They were not moved. It's compassion that moves you. If it's not there, you won't be moved. Instead, you have to find an explanation. You get my point? You have to find something to use to, to explain this. This is happening because of this. Oh, my God. Lord, help us. Lord, have mercy upon us. May we be a people of compassion. May we be a church that is compassionate. May we be a church that will look at things and will be moved. All right? Will be moved with compassion. Yeah. Compassion is powerful. Yeah. It's a place. It's, it's, it's from deep within. It's from your heart. It's from your spirit. Okay. Some people call it bowels of compassion. Hallelujah. Yeah. The, 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 the Hebrews regard it as the seat of mercy. So that's where mercy comes from. 
the bowels of compassion. Hallelujah. There's a song we used to sing those days when I was in the, um, in the Catholic school. God of mercy and compassion. Please have pity on me. Huh? Hallelujah. God of mercy and compassion. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Jesus, Lord, I ask for mercy. Let me not implore in vain. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. da. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We could go, he's a God of mercy and compassion. His, his bowels, his innermost parts are full of compassion. So it just bubbles out of him. So we need to be like our father. We need to be like our big brother, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's a God of mercy and compassion. So this person, okay, let's assume that Job sinned. And that's why he's going through what he's going through. Let's assume that. Is that how to respond to someone that has sinned? No. You see? That's not how to respond. If you want to see how to respond to someone that sinned, look at how Jesus handled the woman that was caught in adultery. Say compassion. Now, I'm not saying we should make excuses and, you know, like condone sin and wrong. But I'm saying we need to develop the heart of Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah. If you know me, I don't, I don't, I don't like to mess around with sin. And I don't like it. I'll, I'll tell you as it is. But at the same time. If you don't develop a heart of compassion, you stand the risk of not experiencing God's compassion in your life. Do you get my point? Yeah, because Jesus said in the book of Matthew chapter, chapter 5, uh, he says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall what? Obtain mercy. Yeah, so if you want God to be merciful to you, Learn to be merciful to others. In the same manner, I'd say, if you want God to be compassionate towards you, learn to be compassionate towards others. Amen. Glory to God. So, I, years ago, years ago, the, this aspect of compassion, I, I got an understanding of it many years ago, right? We had this family friend. He was one of, the, like, one of the leading preachers in the nation of Liberia. The nation of Liberia. And this man, he, I mean, he, 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 God really used him. <laughs> I, I don't even know where he is. I don't know if he's still alive. Because, you know, <laughs> um, years ago, during the war, they burned his church and killed over 500 of his members. You know, 500 of his members were killed. And what was, what was it? He called a national day of prayer, okay? 
And the rebels said he was praying for the government to remain in power. So he became an enemy. He was trying to bring reconciliation. So he became a target. And he escaped with his wife and kids. But unfortunately, when they came for him and they couldn't find him, they went for his church. And I saw this man weep and weep and weep. He was wailing. So many pastors, so many people killed. Why? Because they prayed for the nation. Can you see how senseless the devil is? Okay? So, but this guy, God has used him mightily. I mean, he would fill the stadium in, in Liberia. You know, he was, he was moving with a who is who. He's dining with the president. He ran to Guinea, where I was at that time. That's where we, I met him, in Guinea Conakry. He ran to Guinea, and he was hosted by the president then. So that should tell you the kind of man he was. He was actually in prison here in South Africa during the apartheid days because he came and was trying to, I don't know what he was doing, Amnesty International. He ended up being locked up. <laughs> so he, he was a man that was like all over the place, moving, trying to help people. So I asked him one time because um, God used him in northern Nigeria and some crusades there. He was moving in the miraculous, powerfully. I saw God use him to, to, you know, to minister to my mom powerfully when she was sick. You know, and God restored her and extended her days. So I asked him, I said, what do you think, what would you say is the key to moving? What is it that enabled you to access this, this, this realm of power? You know what he said to me? Compassion. He said to me, son, if you, want to, if you want God to use you, you need to be compassionate. I'll never forget that conversation. Never forget. He didn't say, pray 20 hours every day. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say fast, you know, for 59 days. Oh, he didn't say that. As good as all those things are, he said, compassion. So I have never forgotten that. See, you need to have a heart of compassion. He says, if you have a heart of compassion, God will use you. I remember I was just a young preacher, zealous young guy. Traveling all over, just preaching and trying to save the world in my own little way. You know. And nobody had ever told me about compassion. I read all the books on miracles. Gifts of the Spirit. Books on faith. Name the authors at that time. I've read all their books. I mean, not just one. All of them. So I used, I used to like, I'll list, I'll look at, let's say, you know, how authors will write and then also written by, also written by, also written by. I will go look for all those books and read all of them. 
Why? I was looking for something. But none of those books spoke about compassion. This guy was the only one that told me compassion. So he said to me, compassion is the key. No wonder. The Bible says, when Jesus went out, he saw the great multitude. And he was moved. Hallelujah. So if compassion actually moves you. Yeah, compassion is never inactive. Do you get my point? Yeah. Compassion moves you. It moves you to do something. So, when, 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 when compassion moved inside Jesus, the Bible says, he healed their sick. Yes, he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is the desert place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. Give them something to eat. <laughs> and they said to him, We only have five loaves and two fish. Hallelujah. And he said, Bring them here to me. And then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves. And the two fish. And he looked up to heaven. He blessed and broke the loaves. And, and you know, gave them to the disciples. To give the multitudes. Hallelujah. But you see, that this miracle, we, we, we often read about this miracle. Of feeding of the multitudes. But we don't see the link with compassion. Are you getting my point? Yeah, we are not told that the, 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 the trigger for this manifestation was compassion. He could have just said, send them away. Oh, okay, okay. The disciple was saying, look, send them away. Let them go to the villages. And do you know that these people had been going with him for three days? Come on. Yeah, we're going to have three days service. So imagine we are here in church for three days. Amen. No food. Just hearing the word, the word, the word for three days. Huh? <laughs> Come on. Yes. Yeah, that's what, that's what was going on there. And then now this, this, this multitude, ah, they are weak. They are feeble. They've not eaten. And the disciples said, send them away. Let them go. But Jesus knew that even walking away, they might not make it. Do you get my point? Yeah, because the, the, it's the, the heart of compassion, he understood. He said, no, 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 don't send them away. Give them. You guys, organize something for them to eat. And they said, no, we don't even have anything. And he says, give me the loaves that you have. 
And then he gave thanks. Father, I thank you. It's time to glorify your name again. And he began to break it. <laughs> Hallelujah. The loaves just kept multiplying. Multiplying. Increasing. And the fish would not finish. The more they, they distribute, they just find out, you know, as they break it, it just, it, it just doesn't finish. How many people would like God to use them like that? Yes. Then you need to be compassionate. You need a heart of compassion. Don't be too quick to attack people. No. Even if they're in error. Do you get my point? That's the heart of Christ. I'm telling you. Hmm? Compassion is vital. Hallelujah. Now, I can show you different instances. Of, um, okay, let's look at another example. Look at Luke chapter, chapter 7. St. Luke's Gospel chapter 7. Verse 11, it says, Now it happened that day, after he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother. She was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had what? Compassion. Compassion on her. And he said to her, do not weep. Hallelujah. So that statement, do not weep, did not just come from nowhere. It came out of compassion. So when you, when, when, when you are compassionate, even your words carry power. Hallelujah. When you speak out of compassion, your words carry power. So he just said to her, do not weep. Yes. Then he came and, and touched the open coffin. And those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak. And he presented him to his mother. Hallelujah. Come on. This is powerful. Amen. Glory to God. We need these days to come back to the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. This is a funeral procession. They're going to bury the, this, this dead boy or young man. And, and this woman, she's a widow. This is, I believe that God the Father saw the heart of this woman was so broken that she could not handle burying this boy. Who knows how the husband died and she had to bury the husband. Now the only one left in her life is about to be buried again. Her heart is so broken and she is, she is crying. She is, she is you know, she is finished. And Jesus is walking by and he sees this procession and he walks up to them says to the woman, do not weep. And do, you know, do you know how it sounds? Somebody's weeping 
And, you know, somebody's mourning, somebody has died, and he's weeping. You just go and say, don't weep. Do you know how offensive that is? What are you talking about? I, don't I have a right to mourn? He says, don't weep. Do not weep. And he walks up to the, to the corpse. He doesn't pray. You notice that? He didn't pray. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, my God, my God, my God. Raise this. He didn't, he didn't do any of that. Young man, arise. He didn't rebuke anything. I want you to see the kind of anointing, the kind of power that is released when there is compassion. Are you getting my point? Yeah. There is so much power that is locked up inside you. But because you will not walk in compassion, you will not walk in compassion, you won't see manifestation. Oh, you want to heal the cripple so that you can look good, right? So you, you, want, you, you want to start your own mega ministry so you need someone to be raised from the dead so that you can now start John Bull, Jack and Jill Ministry International Incorporated. Yeah. So you, that's your motive for, 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 for crying for the supernatural and God can see. Now that's your motive. And so the thing is locked up. It's not coming. It's not because you have a heart for people. It's not because you want to help people. No, no, no. It's because you want to look great. It's because you want to look so good. It's because you want to match Reinhard Bonke. Come on. I mean, if Bonke can do it, I can do it as well. doesn't work like that. Compassion. Say compassion. compassion. This is the key to the supernatural. Compassion is a key to the supernatural. I'm telling you. Young man, arise. And the guy just sits up and starts talking to the mother. <laughs> oh, Lord, do that in Midrand. Through these ones, oh God, in the name of Jesus, use your people today, my Lord and my God. Let your power, let that same power manifest through everyone, and even you watching me online, in the name of Jesus, receive the spirit of compassion. Hallelujah. That's what it takes. To operate like Jesus. Compassion. Get rid of that critical spirit. Because if it's some of us, our analytic minds will say to her, you know, this boy is not supposed to be dead. He's not supposed to have died. If you had done this and this and this, he would not have died. You were disobedient here. That's why he's dead. How does that solve anything? How does that solve any problem? Does it? Lack of compassion. That's our problem in this generation. So if God is going to use you, if you are going to move in power, 
if you are going to operate in power, you need to be a man and a woman of compassion. Amen? Amen. Do you want God to give you compassion? Amen. Yeah. Do you know that you are called to be a king and a priest? Okay? That's who you are. That's your identity. After Jesus rose from the dead, you were given an identity of a king and a priest. But you know that one of the primary qualities of a priest is compassion. Yeah. So if you don't develop compassion, you will not be able to carry out your priestly ministry. Those of you that love to pray and you are you are you, you you know you see yourself as an intercessor and all of that. Let me tell you, intercessors stand the risk of not walking in compassion more than many other people. Why? Because when you when you're praying, as you begin to pray and God begins to speak to you, God begins to show you things, you now begin to judge people. Instead of allowing that compassion to move you to pray for them. That's a problem. You know, I, can, I, can, I can speak authoritatively about it because there's none of you here that has prayed like me. I have thousands of hours of prayer behind me. Okay? And I'm not saying it to boast. I started from teenage years. So you, you can't catch up with me. Yeah, you cannot catch up. Well, how, when, when, how you do? How many, how many days? How many hours do you have in a day? And I'm not waiting. I'm still going on. Yeah. So you are behind me. So, but I, I can say this categorically and authoritatively. I know what I'm talking about. Why? Because I used to be there. You know, I'm praying and prayer. I say, hey, this person, you know. This is what is going to happen to you. <laughs> and when I give a prophetic word, I'm waiting for it to happen. Huh? Like Jonah. And when it doesn't happen, you get angry. That, you, you know, people are going to say I'm a false prophet. So, 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 not every prophecy is supposed to come to pass. Yeah. Jonah was a prophet that lacked compassion. One of the greatest preachers that ever lived was Jonah. Do you know that? They, there's no other preacher like Jonah apart from Jesus. He was a great preacher. You say, Pastor, how can you say that? What about, uh, you know, you, you, what about Moses? What about, you know, you can name other people. None of them was like Jonah. Do you, okay, have you read of anybody that preached and a whole nation got saved? A whole nation, God saved. Have you heard of that? It happened to Jonah. <laughs> Through his preaching, the whole nation of Nineveh, God saved. Imagine that. So up till today, we don't, with all the anointing we have, with all the, you know, the media and everything we have, nobody has been able to achieve what Jonah achieved. But yet, he lacked compassion. Yeah. 
What a shame. So we need preachers who are, who are compassionate. Glory to God. We need prophets who are compassionate. You know, one of the, one of the pitfalls of the prophetic ministry is that prophets tend to be very critical. They tend to be very judgmental. They tend to lack love. So they need to develop that. The more prophetic you are, the more you need to be intentional in developing a heart of compassion. Are you getting my point? Yes. So that's why if, 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 if you develop that heart of compassion, it helps to balance out some of your excesses. It helps to balance out your imperfections, your inaccuracies, you know, your mistakes and all of that in operating. My God. Turn to someone and say, it seems he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Yes. You know? So some people want, oh, yeah, you know, like Elijah called down fire. You know, like John... James and John were telling Jesus when the Samaritans would not allow them to pass. He says, Master, like Elijah calls down fire. Let's call down fire and consume these people. And Jesus looks at them. He's like, yeah, what kind of spirit do you have? Huh? Because why? They knew that Jesus had that kind of power. Do you understand? And Jesus had the ability to operate like that. Now, Elijah is not my example. In as much as I admire him, my example is Jesus. Yes. Glory to God. So don't come and tell me, well, you know, just like Elijah moved, I'm going to call down fire and all of that. No, 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 no. I am not in the Elijah generation. Woo. Glory to God. Yeah. I'm not praying for those days to come. Even though the Lord has spoken to me about some things that are going to happen in our midst, because of some people that Satan will bring to try and stop what we're doing. And I'm, I'm sorry for them. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm sorry for them and I pray that it does not happen. But I'm not going to pray fire to come down on anybody. Glory to God. I want to be like Jesus. Hmm? Yes, I want to be more like you, Jesus, I want to be more like you, I want to be a vessel you will approve, I want to be more like you, amen, is that your desire, do you want to be like Jesus, or do you want to be like Elijah? Now, I have no problem with Elijah, okay? If Elijah is your hero, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. The tribe of Elijah, you know, I'm, I ap apologize to the tribe of Elijah. <laughs> you see? Yeah. But there are many great things about Elijah, isn't that? Yeah, he was a man of, of, of passion. He was a man of truth. He was a man of power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we need that aspect. But just balance it with some compassion. 
and you'll be fine. Glory to God. Amen. Let me show you another example. All right? Look at Hebrews chapter 5. I mentioned your priesthood, right? Yes. So Hebrews chapter 5, and let's read from verse 1. Mighty God, I thank you. Say, look at it. It says, For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. All right? Look at verse 2, key. He says, He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Can you see that? So that's the reason why God did not choose an angel to be a priest. Do you get my point? He did not choose an angel because an angel does not have weaknesses. So he's not going to have the ability to have compassion. Are you getting my point? So he has to choose from among men. If you are chosen to lead from among your brethren, it does not make you superior to them. It does not make you better than them. In fact, it's not because you are the most qualified. It's just that you've been exalted. So you lead with compassion. When others are making mistakes, when others are operating ignorant, are you getting me? Even when they go astray, you need to be compassionate towards them. You need to now go as a priest in the place of prayer and you carry them in your heart and you will cry to God on their behalf. So that God will have mercy on the ignorant and on those who have gone astray. So that's what is going to make our intercession more effective. Glory to God. I have seen intercessors split churches. I've seen it. Because they are praying. No, 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 no. Pastor should be going this direction. The Holy Spirit revealed to me that we should be going this way. Who are you? Which Holy Spirit is that? You are inflated, egotistic, fleshly person that has just been given an opportunity to experience the things of the Spirit. And because of your lack of understanding, lack of compassion, and your immaturity, you allow the enemy to use you. That is the problem in the body of Christ. So, what are we saying? Be compassionate. If you are going to be an intercessor and you take compassion out of it, you'll get into error. It's just a matter of time. I've seen it too many times. <laughs> okay? It's like you. You want to be a pastor, but you don't have compassion. What's wrong with you? What kind, what, what kind of pastor do you want to be? I mean, you can be a chief executive without, be, have, without compassion. But you cannot be a pastor without compassion. You, you cannot be a shepherd without compassion. You are a shepherd, you are leading people, and then you, 
You know, people are, you know, making mistakes and you want to kill them because you did not make a mistake. Huh? Ah, come on. Guys, let's be real. This is family talk. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. How many people want to be compassionate? I want this church to be known as a church of compassion. A compassionate people. A people that are moved. You know, they can just walk past something. Everybody's walking past. Then you just, you just look and then something moves inside you. And you go do something about it. Compassion always moves you to do things. It always moves you. It's not just a feeling. Although it's, 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 it affects your emotions because it's in your bowels. It's in your, the seat of your emotions. It moves from there. But then it propels you to action. Several times, Jesus was moved with compassion. Hallelujah. You remember the guy, the, 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 the boy who was demonized. And he brought his... his uh, his, his son to the disciples of Jesus. And they could not heal him. The, the father had compassion of, on his son, but he was powerless. <laughs> compassion without power. Oof. Frustrating. The disciples tried. You know, they couldn't cast him out. And Jesus came. Come out of him. And the demon left. Why couldn't we do it? You don't pray. You don't fast. Okay? But the point is that the father was moved with it. He had compassion. But he was powerless. You have the Holy Spirit. That father did not have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. So you got the power. You just need the compassion. Are you getting my point? (laughs) Hallelujah. Somebody say, Lord, give me compassion. Give me a heart of compassion. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So even when you pray, you need to pray out of compassion. Don't pray because you feel better than other people. That's being a Pharisee. The Pharisee says, Lord, I thank you because I'm not like all these other sinners. Thou knowest, thou that inhabitest eternity. Jesus said, that prayer didn't go beyond the ceiling. And then the other guy said, be merciful to me, I'm a sinner, please help me. And Jesus said, that guy was justified. The other one that was feeling better, he... So we don't want to be like that. Amen? Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Let's talk to God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Just, just begin to bless the Lord. Thank the Lord. Because compassion was what enabled... When Jesus saw the harvest, he was moved with compassion. Compassion will also help you to, to respond, to rescue the perishing. Compassion will help you. Yes. Yes. In Matthew chapter 9, he, was, he saw the multitudes. They were like sheep without a shepherd. They were like sheep without a shepherd. He was moved with compassion. 
He was moved with compassion. And he says, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. So compassion should lead you to pray. Should, compassion should lead you to go, to go as well, to go to the lost. Compassion should lead you to pray for people. Compassion should lead you to minister to people. Compassion should lead you to, to help the weak. Lord my God. Mighty God. Make us a people of compassion. Lord my God. Some of us are not able to access the supernatural. Some of us are not able to enter into our harvest because we lack compassion. Lord my God, give us compassion. Work it in us, oh God. Develop in us a heart of compassion. Oh my Lord and my God, I pray even for the weak, for the feeble, for the ignorant, for the rebellious, for the disobedient. Lord, we pray, oh God, that we will not be like the friends of Job. We will not be like the friends of Job. Mighty God. But we are going to be compassionate. We will not celebrate when people are punished. We will not celebrate people's pain. Mighty God, deliver us from such an evil heart. Such an evil heart. Let that heart be far away from us. Lord, help us to be compassionate. Help us to be compassionate on the ignorant. Help us to be compassionate. Lord God, you've made us kings and priests in your kingdom. Help us, oh God, to function with a heart of compassion Lord God work it in us oh God I bind every critical spirit in this house I banish it from this house in the name of Jesus mighty God mighty God forgive us oh God for the times that we have been hard on the weak oh Lord God we have been heartless yes, for the times, oh God. Oh my Lord, we have not acted in compassion. Yes, Forgive us, have mercy upon us. Lord my God. Jesus my Lord. Oh, yes, Lord, my God. We thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I want you to just take a moment. Just hold somebody's hand and pray with that person. This is a very serious matter. This is a very serious matter. Pray with somebody that the Lord will develop in that person. A heart of compassion. Yes, God. Do you understand? Like Jesus. Like th that the Lord will make him like Jesus. Yes, yes the same kind of Je uh, compassion Jesus walked in. That that person will begin to operate like that. Pray yes. for that person. Come on. Yes. 
Just take a moment and pray for that person. Lord, I pray. I pray, oh God. You will develop compassion. Compassion. In the heart of your people. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. A heart of compassion. A heart of compassion. A heart of compassion. For my brother, for my sister, Lord. Develop a heart of compassion. Mighty God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, even though they might make mistakes, Lord, let compassion, let compassion govern the way we respond to people. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God, mighty God, Lord my God, I thank you Father, I give you glory, in Jesus name, Amen. Now say this after me, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, forgive me. Forgive me for the times for the times I have failed I have failed to operate to operate in compassion in compassion forgive me forgive me for the times for the times and the opportunities you gave to me you gave to to demonstrate compassion to demonstrate compassion but I failed but I failed have mercy upon me Forgive me, Lord. Help me to develop this quality, this heart, the same heart that Jesus had. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. Help me to be moved with compassion when I see things or when I hear things about people help me to develop that heart even towards the lost give me a compassionate heart in the name of Jesus I receive it now by faith in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Before we leave, we're going to say the church that I see. How many people see some things already? Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. Say the church that I see. It's a church of authority, power, and influence. A church so large in size that this city and nation cannot ignore it. 
a church growing so quickly, that buildings struggle to contain the increase. I see a church whose earnest heartfelt praise and worship touches heaven and changes earth. Worship which releases the glory healing power, deliverance, and prophecy. I see a church whose altars are constantly filled with repentant sinners responding to Christ's call to salvation and eager to forsake all to follow Jesus. The church that I see has a message that is embodied by people who are committed to living by the Holy Scriptures in all spheres. I see a people so kingdom-minded that they will count whatever the cost and pay whatever the price to see revival and reformation engulf this land. I see a church that is so significant in impacting the marketplace, producing captains of industries, statesmen and women, bringing the kingdom of God into every sphere of life. I see a church that is so well resourced with finances, properties, creativity, abilities, blessings, and favor that it is able to fulfill every God-given vision. I see a church that is so generous that this world finds it hard to understand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, I see a church, see a church that, is that is effective in establishing, in establishing powerful, spiritual altars powerful spiritual altars that serve as portals, serve as portals for, heaven for heaven to invade the earth. To invade the earth. I, see people, I see a people who are accurately, who are accurately Able, able to, operate to operate from the heavenly realms, the heavenly realms. Establishing, establishing jurisdictions on earth, jurisdictions on and, earth. Legislating and legislating God's will, God's will. Bringing, bringing the government of heaven, government of heaven into, every into every dimension of human life. I see a church, see a church that, is strong, that is strong, powerful, powerful 
able, able to, inflict to inflict permanent damage, permanent damage to, the powers of hell. to the powers of hell. The church that I see, that I see is, walking is walking in the powers of the age to come, the age to come and confounding, and confounding principalities, and powers principalities and powers by extraordinary demonstrations, by extraordinary demonstrations of, divine wisdom. of divine wisdom. I see a church, see a church that, is so blessed that is so blessed that the whole city, the whole city nation, nation and, generation and generation is impacted by that blessing. I see, a church I see a church whose increasing passion, whose increasing passion for, the lost for the lost is unquenchable. Is unquenchable. A, church a church that is effective, that is effective in, raising disciples in raising disciples who are totally yielded, are totally yielded to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, of Jesus and, transforming Christ society. and transforming society. I see a church, see a church whose passionate love for God, passionate love for God and, people and people is so tangible, is so tangible and, irresistible and irresistible that every power of evil, power of evil and, hate and hate are forced to surrender. I see a church that is walking in the highest attainable level of intimacy with God. A church that knows God face to face. I see a church that is powerful, unstoppable, and glorious with undeniable and documentable manifestations of the glory of God. The church that I see is able to break the bread of life and positively reach every household in this city with the gospel of the kingdom of God. I see a church whose head is Jesus whose help is the Holy Spirit, and whose focus is the Great Commission. Yes, the church that I see could well be our church. Every nation Midran. From Midran to the ends of the earth. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus, we declare that. That's who we are becoming. Come on, turn to someone and say, that's who we are becoming. That is who we are becoming. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www dot every nation midrand dot org